Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another summer podcast. Bang in the middle of summer, the Tour de France is underway. England are playing Australia in a World Cup cricket semi-final. The cat's ringing his bell around the corner somewhere. That's what you can hear in the background, the pastoral sounds of a podcast. And pre-season has started. Pre-season has started. There has been football. Uh, Talkie won by five goals to nil up at Biddeford on Tuesday. Thoroughly satisfactory performance, which we'll come to a little bit later on. Uh, yeah, we will. I'm not sure Gary Johnson was entirely satisfied. I think OK was yeah. the... Uh, that's good <laughs> though, isn't it? That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Very few managers are entirely satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that the Barrow manager, Ian Everett, his team managed to lose 2-1 to the Dog and Duck at, at Ulverston. <laughs> was or wherever it really it was. the Dog and Duck yeah. at Ulverston? Well, something yeah. like that yeah. anyway. With all due respect to the team that beat them 2-1, uh, and he wasn't a happy bunny. <laughs> right, okay. That's good. But one of the great We're not things, in that territory yet. We're not. We will, during the course of this podcast, um, in Kendo Nagasaki style, we think we're going to unmask Trialist A, well, the mysterious we, we, Trialist we, A. We'll try to, yeah. We believe we might have a name for him. Um, uh, but the the big stars on Tuesday night, and it brings us around to what the, all the fans have been talking about, didn't those new shirts look good? Well, they have gone down well, haven't they? They have. Uh, You have to admit that. This is always, each year, it's very touchy territory, isn't it? It it means a lot to the fans, though, doesn't it? It means a huge amount. And and, um, I think one of the uh, big benefits of United's new, I say new because it actually started more than 12 months ago, uh, link up with ProDirect, and we'll talk about them in a a minute, uh, is that... I don't think supporters really realise, and they've no reason to realise, how comparatively small clubs like Torquay mm. United um, uh, have to go about bringing out new kits each season. Yeah. They select um, uh, or are, have contracts with shirt kit manufacturers, we all know the names, um, whether it's... Nike, Adidas, Joma, and various others that we can think of down through the years. There's been a few through the years, yeah. And how it works is that the club submits a request for the type of design and the type of kit they want. Mm. And the manufacturer, back in the the day, used to send them two or three alternatives that they dream up from their own design departments and say, which one do you want? Right. So, yeah. so this so, is why some of those really off the wall kits, <laughs> which have surfaced on social media quite recently, and I've been looking at those things. I don't think we ever played in that. Some of them must have been prototypes that came out and quite. never made it. And 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 obviously, the Talkie Uniteds of this world do not have the, the same financial clout as the Man Uniteds mm-hmm. and the bigger clubs. The Man Uniteds say exactly what they want to their kit manufacturers, yeah. and their kit manufacturers produce it. It's not quite the same at Torquay, um, uh, or the Torquays of this world. It's not just Torquay. All lower division clubs are in this boat, or have been. Um, and sometimes you hit a cracker. Yeah. Um, uh, we can all think of kits that we were all loved over yeah. the years. And sometimes 
it doesn't. Uh, and um, there have been probably at least as many of them as there have been of Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but as a result of their relationship with ProDirect, um, uh, United have suddenly been able to tap into a company who have considerable clout themselves. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know if fans remember, a year is a long, short time. Is it a long time or a short time? What is it? It's a long time. A long time yeah. in football. But uh, people may have remembered that when the kit came out at the start of last season, was it last season or two years ago? I'm not quite sure. When Sean McGinty and um, John Paul Pittman were modelling all those those kits. That was two years ago. Two years ago, I beg their pardon then. That that was the start of Hmm. doing things a bit differently as a result of the link with ProDirect. It's now continued and the kit that's that's come out on the back of the 120th anniversary shirt, yeah. um, which I think went down pretty well as yeah, well. Yeah, well, it yeah. sold out, so it must have done. Um, uh, this is the product of that relationship. So in other words, um, uh, when ProDirect wants something done on a kit or yeah. boot front yeah. or whatever it was, uh, the big manufacturers uh, tend to go along with it because yeah. they, they they are so big and and uh, and all credit to them. So this link up between United and ProDirect is has helped to produce. It's very fruitful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. what we're yeah. seeing what yeah. we're seeing on on the on the pitch this season, or what we will see on the pitch this season. Because I mean, the black shirt that went down so well, the black the limited edition black shirt, it's basically the same design, but now it's available in the dark blue, in the white, and of course in the gold. Yeah. Um, which it it just looks terrific, but the it's it's it's. I think let's face it. As far as we know, this is the first time. Well, we know uh, the first time in what more than thirty years that United have started a season without a, exactly. a, a shirt sponsor since Ladbrokes. We reckon, yeah. don't we? Ladbrokes holidays back in the ooh, early eight, mid yeah. early eighties when That's Bruce Real was manager. One. Yeah, um, and I don't know of another pro team in the top five divisions of English football who will go into this season with no shirt sponsor. There may well be one, but I, I certainly don't know of one, and I've asked yeah. around. Um, one of now, our regulars, Rich, actually posted a picture of Blackpool in oh, a pre-season friendly. But whether they just haven't yet got the sponsor on the right. front of the shirt, well, okay. maybe, we'll, we'll watch Blackpool. Yeah, there, there won't be many, no. if any. Uh, and this is also uh, an interesting part of that this was a decision which uh, George Edwards the CEO um, has said was taken some time ago yeah uh, and that must also presumably be um, a part of mm. this link up with ProDirect um, now you and I remember ProDirect uh, when I used to drop into a, um, a modest shop which is still there actually in, yeah. in Higher Union Street um, to pick up <laughs> <laughs> have my badminton racket mended your, and uh, uh, racket restrung yeah, or something and, like that, and, yeah. and a pair of football boots. Um, uh, and although Pro Direct, which they've now become, I mean that they started off with that shop, didn't they? Yeah, was it well, one down in Fleet Walk? Did they go? Yeah, down then they had town? another one down yeah. there, didn't they? Yeah. And this is the uh, the Lake family who have who have astonishing success story, and they've grown yeah. to become the biggest online sports goods retailers in some people reckon in Europe and they, if that's the case they must certainly be one of the biggest in the world don't they, don't they hand deliver bespoke boots to some of the biggest players in the world they do yeah and 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 what a wonderful success story this is mm-hmm. there's, there's now loads of people employed in their various 
warehouses and depots. Um, uh, and it's been a wonderful success yeah. story, uh, for, particularly amongst a very nice family as well, Torquay born and bred through and through. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, But what they haven't done, they've always uh, um, kept their light under a bushel, I think, to a certain extent. Mm. Yeah. But that in, that's only in terms of actual direct sponsorship of things. It doesn't mean over the years that they haven't been helping people out, mm. especially yeah. local people. There'll be lots of local football clubs that know that they've um, supplied their kit, hopefully at fairly reasonable rates. Yeah. Uh, Talk United players have been customers of theirs for a very long time, uh, always available if a pair of boots splits at a bad time. They know they can get a, yeah. a, a new pair pretty quickly. So... Uh, and they also uh, back a, a very big and successful um, network of football academies all around the country. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So although you won't see Pro Direct on any football match of the day type um, um, EFL football shows, um, it doesn't mean that they haven't been um, putting a few yeah. bob about over the years. Now, even now, as a result of this link, there is still not pro direct on the front of United no. shirts. It just isn't what they do, um, uh, uh, and for their own reasons, and I'm sure they're good ones. Um, but it does appear, and United, who have got a pretty hard business head on these days with George yeah. Edwards and Clark Osborne, um, haven't uh, um, uh, got a situation with them now where, um, as Edwards was saying, uh, that they are able to tap into a, an international market now yeah. through ProDirect, which wasn't available before, that's yeah. right. So um, uh, fingers crossed that, that goes. ProDirect are, as far as we can see, handling all online mm -hmm. kit sales, um, and uh, but that doesn't mean that there isn't, the full range isn't available in the club shop as well. And I'm quite pleased as well that when something like this happens and a new sort of um, venture like this happens, you all immediately gird yourself up for some increased prices and stuff yeah. like that. In fact, the shirts are available at the same type of price that you would expect them to be uh, um, yearly, was yeah. it 45 quid, I think, for an adult shirt. Um, now, don't get me wrong, that's still quite a lot of money for quite a lot of people, but it, it's not as if there's suddenly been a 60 quid um, no. uh, um, a jump in price and everybody's you know, grinding their teeth and saying, oh, what's going on here? Uh, the, the shirts appear to be on sale at yeah. the going rate for, for that sort of stuff. So that's good. It's a good partnership. Good well, partnership. it's a very... It works, works for both. Fingers crossed. Yeah. ProDirector obviously are thoroughly closely involved with South Devon College as well. Yeah. Where United have an increasingly... It's like a little uh, three-cornered triangle, yeah. isn't it, of, uh, of, of, of local involvement. And, and United have now got this pretty close relationship with South Devon College, vice versa. Mm -hmm. South Devon College kids uh, um, feature quite prominently in the United youth team. Yeah. Um, several of the youngsters who are training with United at the moment uh, are students there. Um, uh, and um, uh, yeah, this is all this all happened, of course, it started off at Torquay Academy, didn't it? Uh, um, uh, in, in Torquay. Now, you know, hopefully some sort of relationship with them is still yeah. still goes on. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's ProDirector very closely involved in South Devon College as well. Yeah. Um, in their sports department. So yeah, fingers crossed. It, it's it's 
three hopefully upwardly mobile yeah. uh, companies in South Devon working together. Yeah. And it has led to this great picture which is on uh, page 67 on the inside back page of the Herald this week which I did see. Um, it, it's a, it's an illustrative stack of ProDirect's shirts isn't it? The shirts that they supply and down at the bottom them. Chelsea, yeah. then Juventus, they're climbing up a bit, there's an Ajax shirt on top of that, then Liverpool, then Borussia Dortmund and then the Gulls black shirt right on the top of the pile. <laughs> I like. I hope that picture's gone all over Europe. Don't you? <laughs> well, it, I mean, you know, you, 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 people like you and me sort of try not to get carried away with this sort of stuff. But um, it, it certainly hasn't done the club's image no. and the club's place in the football world and in the marketplace, which yeah. is important. You know, United do have to generate revenue and hopefully considerable amounts of it. And yeah. the fact that they've, you know, wherever they can um, to make success of this and hopefully to keep the club moving, moving upwards, uh, onwards and upwards. Um, and, um, you know, if it helps to do that, um, then it's all good, isn't it? uh, hopefully yeah. it's all good. And, yeah. and the fact that United have decided to go with this arrangement mm -hmm. rather than um, a, a shirt sponsor uh, with all due credit to the various local sponsors who have helped United out over the last few years, um, must, I would think, be a fairly good hint that yeah. they see this as at least as lucrative as doing it that way and probably more. And the chances are there will be a, sh a sleeve and a back sponsor, I gather, by the time the um, the season starts. May well be, yeah, yeah. Um, and that will be good. I mean, obviously on the front now you've got the 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 eighteen ninety nine um, logo and, and the new badge and the new which badge. We must talk about. Yeah, the new yeah. badge is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because they've obviously, uh, um, uh, well, when you say abandoned the old badge, which of course was. The, the two little the two wings surrounded yeah. by now I I, um, I got to quite like that exactly. the new design newish design quite they've taken the 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 eighteen ninety nine yeah um, uh, the two wings and then eighteen ninety nine two thousand and nineteen for yeah. the hundred and twentieth anniversary and that is they're using that now as a mm. sort of an updated club badge well of course it can only have twelve months life um, because yeah uh, and I, I mean what do they do do they just Make next year to 1899 to 2020. Good point. I, I don't know. Good point. Um, uh, Maybe they'll go back to the circular one. They might next do, season. Um, but obviously they're going with that at the moment. Yeah. It's it's quite a smart little nice. badge. It's, yeah. it's it's fine. I mean, this is the, this is the fascinating thing about shirts, isn't it? And shirt designs, as we were getting, as we were saying right mm. at the start of the conversation, they are. It's so emotive, isn't it? It it's, is. And yeah. and. and I can remember over the years when various kits have come out, yeah. uh, actually sort of saying um, to sort of club chairman and club officials and everything who who have been quite upset with the reaction of supporters yeah. to to various designs. And I said, look, have you no idea how important this mm. is? That that the shirt that the club yeah. plays in is almost as important, if not more important, than one or two of the yeah. players wearing it. Well, and, and, and uh, it's very emotive stuff. When you get it wrong, it really resonates, doesn't it? I mean, look at Coventry's brown kit oh, all those years ago. Yeah. Some of the Manchester United grey, silvery kits and that sort of thing. That's yeah. right. So, yeah. so when a club, especially a club at Torquay's level, mm -hmm. get it pretty right, yeah. uh, and I think the vast majority of people quite like the look of, of, of the current one, A, the first reaction is relief. Yeah, and, and the second one is 
well, great, you know, um, uh, let, let's crack on. And I, and I don't think there will be many clubs, that many teams in the National League this season that look an awful lot better than Torquay United will. Good. Excellent. Now, they wore those shirts, they wore the blue ones for the first time in anger up at Biddeford on Tuesday night, yep, first I, friendly of the season. I didn't make it to the sports I, neither ground. Neither did I, but no, those, no. those I'll, who I'll did, all the other ones. There were some very good um, reports online from fans who did go, so we were able to piece everything together. Torquay put the report up as well. Goals from uh, Manny Duku, Jamie Reed, Olaf Kozella, yeah, and two from A Trialist. Uh, well, they're, we're in Trialist A, B, and C territory, <laughs> yeah. aren't we? Here, yeah, it's pre-season. Twas ever thus. Good to see a Trialist getting a couple of goals. Yeah, I no, mean, absolutely. You know, obviously, yeah. that I mean, wouldn't have done o- Obviously, it, the funny thing is, and look, United, the same as every other football league club, uh, um, national league club, whatever club it is. Um, it's only the Man Uniteds of this world that can't do a pre-season friendly and, put, and call anybody trialist. Uh, if they tried to, um, uh, I don't think that would last very long, um, because obviously everybody immediately um, uh, starts digging and yeah. uh, and usually comes up with the right answers. So um, uh, we are led to believe that that a couple of the trial, at least a couple of the trialists on show on on Monday, on Tuesday night. Uh, there was a lad that used to play for. Uh, so I'm given to believe this isn't this isn't gospel. Okay. Um, uh, who used to play for um, AFC Wimbledon and Hazen Yelling called Great. What a wonderful That's Christian, a Christian name. name that is. Fine name. Uh, uh, Lee Okai Evans, um, who's who's a young striker, um, and an, and also a lad called Matt Buse, who's a midfield player from Taunton. Now yeah. I, I, I I'm not certain about both of those, but that the, they're two. Um, He's a, a quite a promising young midfield player. Yeah. I'm led to believe that those two both figured on Tuesday night. Now, whether that's 100%, I wasn't there. Um, uh, and and managers like Gary Johnson and hundreds of others, you know, this is this is the territory where they are trying yeah. um, uh, very often to uh, have a good look at somebody without sounding the exactly <laughs> yeah. blowing it from church bells mm-hmm. and tells everybody that, that that they've got them. Um, and sometimes you can pull an absolute um, cracker from it, can't yeah, you? I remember yeah. Kevin Hodges and Steve McCall giving a, a player a trial during pre-season um, with everybody wondering initially who it was. And I remember even Kevin saying at the time, look, Dave, you know, we think he might be able to help. But we're not 100% certain if you can keep it quiet, blah, 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 blah. And that was Kevin Hill. And 474 right, yeah. games later, it wasn't a bad. Uh, no, it was a pretty good choice. It wasn't, wasn't it? a pretty. It was a pretty good choice, wasn't it? So, um, you know, you, it's not a surprise that mm. that managers at all levels um, do this and try and um, keep it as quiet for as long as possible. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I dare say we'll probably see one or two more in in the uh, in the friendlies ahead. Well, two games this week, two games to enjoy before we next podcast. Uh, Talking at Buckland Athletic on Saturday afternoon. That should be a real lively afternoon, and and uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if if the, I think there was what three hundred and eighty odd at Biddeford, yeah. uh, of which the vast majority were Torquay fans. Uh, it'll be a bigger crowd at Buckland yeah. on Saturday. I know that. Um, should be a real good atmosphere at that game. Yeah. I, I know it isn't a competitive match, but it, it, it probably will get it get yeah. competitive at some stage. It's a super place to watch a game of football as well, Buckland, yeah. isn't it? So, uh, and and in anticipation of the crowd, I think they've laid on extra parking behind yeah. the grandstand with its own access. Uh, there's a barbecue going on. 
various other yeah. uh, attractions and uh, a real big day for Buckland in terms of earning a few bob and good luck to them. Let's get um, as, as many there as we can then. Because, yeah, you know, absolutely. It, it helps yeah. another local club. It's a good game for Torquay. A lot of people who support Buckland will come along and see Torquay when Buckland are away anyway, aren't they? So yeah. there's, there's been a link between the two clubs yeah, for a well, while, hasn't they're, there? They're the, they're, the, they're the nearest of neighbours, aren't yeah. they? Um, so, and I, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer that Torquay and Buckland should be good friends and uh, yeah. have a good relationship. Now, there were, at Biddeford on Tuesday, Gary Johnson used, I totted them up, roughly from oh, well the club done. website 23 players wow well that's... every position was changed once and it looked as if three goalkeepers got a game yes definitely Sean McDonald Lucas Coverlan and Andy Collings all, all, yeah. all got some time on the pitch there um, I think that's a plus yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, one, th- one thing that, that one supporter real solid home and away fan who's got his head screwed on said to me um, uh, when, when uh, he, he sent me a very succinct report of what he'd seen <laughs> was was that that one thing that really impressed him was the settled nature of yeah, the team that yeah. in other words this decision by Johnson to sign re-sign mm-hmm. extended contract to 11 of last season's team before the end of last season he he, he was saying you could see that yeah now, obviously yeah. you can see it because the same players are out there but there was a feeling of continuity and everybody singing from the same song sheet, the same type of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the same players most of the time in the same positions, yeah. etc. And they've and, played together and, for a long time. Exactly. Though, and, yeah. and the value of that going forward. And you and I, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come to this in, in a minute, but have seen various other clubs in mm. the last few weeks of the season. And in fairness, Gary Johnson's still doing it, you know, are still going out and making fairly major signings yeah. um, at this stage of the season. Now, obviously, if you haven't been able to get your your big hitters in before now, fine. But there's a feeling at Playmore that there is something worth carrying on from mm. from last yeah. season. And, and um, uh, it, it gets you a long way in lower division football. Team spirit, fitness, effort commitment, continuity, yeah. all these things are far more important mm. than than some some of us realise that, that it's very easy to go out and sign a load of players during the summer. Now if you haven't got any to start with, you have to do that. Yeah. But that's not the case at United and, and um it was interesting that, that uh, this particular supporter and 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 another one actually both said that it, it was mm. there was a feeling of continuity there on Tuesday night. Because there have been seasons in the not too distant past when things have been pretty bad at the end of the season, and it's been quite cathartic to clear out sure. one load of players and look to bring in a load more over the summer. Yeah, but it's completely different now, isn't it? You've yeah. got a championship-winning team. You've got a team that's looking ahead, that's looking forward, and yes. sticking together. I mean, you know, this is football is is a relentlessly tough business. Mm. You know, you you have to prove yourself as a professional footballer not only on a daily basis in training to the manager and the players around you, but also every single week on a Saturday. Yeah. And, and it happens over and over and over again. And once cracks start appearing, you know, people have to act on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh, Bob Paisley, the old Liverpool manager, has had a wonderful saying. He said, always make sure your players' legs go on other people's pitches. 
Yeah. In other words, you get rid of them before yeah, they start me. going downhill yeah. with you. Um, uh, and Bob Paisley looked like everybody's favourite uncle, didn't he? But <laughs> but what a, what a calculating it's and a pretty man, ruthless yeah. mind yeah. was at was at work yeah. there. In other words, people who had played two hundred and fifty, three hundred games, championships, cups, and everything. He he and his coaching staff were always looking for that little crack where they suddenly went, whoops. He he couldn't quite get there. No. And, and he's on the and list. It's, and it's yeah. that it's yeah. that relentless and that tough. So just because United have got the yeah. vast majority of last season's title-winning squad, it doesn't mean they're not having to prove prove themselves all no, over again on a, on a daily basis. And there are still players to come in, aren't there? I mean, the, the fans are on tenterhooks at the moment because we're you know there's a player who looked really promising in the second half of last season that um, you know, we're all hoping is going to return for a long loan this yeah, season. Yeah, um, Frankie Vincent, Frankie Vincent. The, you know, yeah. the, the, the old rumour mill has been fairly active uh, that he's coming back. We, it hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. uh, and we'll see um, whether it does. Um, obviously, uh, United squad is going to be swelled over the next few weeks yeah. by two, three, however many it will be, loan signings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were hugely beneficial and, and, and helpful last season, the four from Bristol City uh, and Vincent from Bournemouth. Um, uh, if, if Vincent comes back from Bournemouth, well, great. I think everybody would like, 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 yeah. like the yeah. look of him. Um, uh, and fingers crossed that that happens. Um, and, and then, you know, you've still got room for at least another yeah. couple. Um, the, so. the thing with Vincent is he's quite an understated player, wasn't he? he you, you didn't, apart from one or two games, you didn't start off your match report by raving about Frankie Vincent. Well, I think the half, main, but, mainly because it took him the best part of a month, six weeks to get yeah. in the team. And, but, and he arrived he's, in... He's he arrived, a very good, solid, skillful player, isn't he? He's, well, he's, he, only, he's only 20. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, he, he was actually signed during the tra- January transfer window. Uh, and uh, Gary Johnson spoke very highly of him then. Um, within, I remember within a few days of him starting training, uh, yeah. the word coming out of the training ground was that he was a seriously good little player. Uh, when I say little, it's just because he's not six foot tall. Um, and uh, but it took him quite a while to force his way into the into the team. Yeah. I remember he he came on as a sub for the last. 20 minutes on a relatively bad day at Welling when United ended up losing 2-0 and he pr- did pretty well there as yeah. a sub um, and uh, but gradually he, he, he started playing more and more part of it. I think he ended up making 8-9 appearances yeah. in the end um, but and you could see as time went on so w- w- when you, you sort of said understated I, I think it was because he, it took him a little while to yeah. make the, that impact but, but then towards the end of the season when United um, needed bodies yeah. um, um, b- because the squad wasn't the biggest. Um, he did exactly what Johnson had hoped. Gary Johnson had hoped that he would. Yeah. Uh, he came in and and was certainly able to contribute in substitute appearances. And I think he may have started and made made a couple of starts towards the end. Played well Maybe up at Woking, one. didn't he? In the uh, in the big game up at Woking, he played yeah, well he, up there. He's just he's just a you know you 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 have to be careful sometimes with with. Very young players and, yeah. and inexperienced players, um, they can come in and make quite an impact to start with, and you immediately think you've got a world beater on your hands. And there's an element of novelty and excitement yeah. and adrenaline to it all. And then you know that 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 the not 
I was going to say reality. I don't mean reality because hopefully they're good anyway. Mm. But um, it, it, the graph doesn't keep sort of going up at a very steep angle, and it may level out again, or may just yeah. you know etc. 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 But um, uh, you know, Vincent is a is a he's got the tools to do the job. Yeah, I, I, I think he'll level out quite high up the page, to be honest. Yeah, and you may well be right. And we all yeah, hope, he, hope yeah. he does. He, he's he's technically good. Um, you can see he's come out of a, a premiership yeah. club, and I don't mean that all premiership clubs are brilliantly coached, but I dare say at Bournemouth you have to shift the ball pretty quickly. Yeah. He does that. Um, he he passes and moves. Put it put it like that. Yeah. In old money, um, and uh, yeah, he, he's a player who can who hopefully can help. Let, let's. I mean, we've been talking about we're talking about as if he's already in the club, but uh, as things stand, he isn't. But no. um, so. Um, fingers crossed that that one happens. And the other, the other signings which are likely to be loan signings, the other thing that all the fans are thinking, we're wondering what is Seku Jane going to do next <laughs> season? Because Seku, obviously, um, back at Bristol City, he's going to be a big part of Bristol City's plans well, for the next couple of years, isn't he? Next couple of years, he's got a four-year contract. Yeah. Uh, um, so that's an indication of what they think of him. Uh, where, eight, where, 18, where is he going to play next season? Oh, who knows? I really don't know. Yeah. Um, look, wouldn't it be great if he if he oh. if he came back? Um, I mean, uh, it would give Gary Johnson a massive selection headache up front, wouldn't it? Really the way just, things are going. Yeah. But um, no, I haven't a clue. I know that the Bristol City lads, as far as I know, are going on tour. With, yeah. If they aren't already on one, um, so. Uh, I mean, obviously, the the three Jake Andrews has returned to United yeah. on a permanent contract from a loan. Uh, the other three that re, that were playing more were Opie Edwards, Conor Lemon, Hay Evans, and Seiko Janet. Yeah. And neither of those three yet have gone anywhere. Uh, look, it's that's pie in the sky territory at the moment. Um, but but if if you're Seiko Janet and the opportunity comes up next season to come back and play a full part in a national league season. I mean, his other options, presumably he's not going to walk straight into the Bristol City first team. He's going to be possibly a, a fringe player for them, or does he go on loan somewhere else? Oh, I'm sure he will go on loan somewhere. Yeah. Well, well, I'm saying I'm sure. I don't know. I'm not privy to Lee Johnson's mm. um, uh, thinking on it, and quite right too. But um, uh, no, I would have thought the obvious thing at Bristol yeah. City would be to send him out on loan somewhere and... Lemon Hay Evans yeah. and Edwards as well, all of those three players. Well, is is it really their best interest at this stage in their career to be playing under twenty three football and, no. and watching from the stand each week, or maybe getting on the yeah. bench for the odd game? Um, it's the situation hasn't moved on that much from last season when they were out and playing yeah. uh, a week in week out at Playmore. So no, I, I'm I'm sure probably well I'm sure the likelihood is that they would go out on loan again. The yeah. question is where. Um, and uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. You know they've had a, they've they've done very well mm. as Andrews did and as and um, Frankie Vincent started to do at National League South level. Yeah. Okay. United are now in the National League. Do Bristol City see League Two as a better level mm. for them? Who knows? Uh, um, we, we, we we'll see. Uh, you and I and all United fans, I'm sure. Um, would be banging on uh, Lee Johnson's door to say, no, 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 get him back to play more. We'll look after him. He'll, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll be even better in... Uh, he enjoyed it at Playmore last he, season, he, let he him did. come back for some yeah, more. And, and, and <laughs> there'd, there'd be an element of sense in that, yeah. I'm sure there would be, but it's not our decision and no. uh, um, it's, it's Lee Johnson's. 
would be interesting. Very, very interesting. A couple of players got birthdays coming up, by the way. Just to oh, throw right. that in. Thank you again to the Talkie Fan Stats website, which I, is a mine of I, information. I should be all over that. But, now, uh, according to Talkie Fan Stats, Jamie Reid is 25 next Monday. Only 25? Only 25. And Rory Keating is 24 next Tuesday, on the day of the Argyle game. So, <laughs> he a goal, had a, a goal he, for the newly blonde-haired Rory Keating. Yeah, he, on, he, well... I can't believe Jamie Reed's only 25. He seems to have been uh, with us for, for a very That's long time. And uh, Rory must have had a tough paper round, I think. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I'll let no, you many, tell him that. Many happy returns to, to both of them. Indeed. A question that came in um, this Interestingly, week. by the way, just to, to interrupt, uh, Rory Keating is uh, it's easy to forget, isn't it? He's only just back from a fractured cheekbone and eye yeah. socket yeah. Um, in the, that game at Woking mm -hmm. on April the 6th. Obviously had to miss the rest of the season. I hear he's putting his head in uh, uh, with alacrity in training. Um, and uh, good for him because yeah. those injuries are not easy to come back from. Um, you know, it's, it's you would think, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, as, long, as soon as the surgeon says, no, absolutely, it's solid as a rock, you can't yeah. do any damage. Yeah, go on, then you do it. Takes a bit um, of doing not to flinch, doesn't it? Telling me, when, when uh, I mean, pardon if I've told this story before, but um, there was no braver centre-forward ever played for Talking United than Steve Cooper. Mm. And, and I remember Steve Cooper trying to play with a broken nose one day at York City uh, and simply couldn't do it. He couldn't put his, his head in. Yeah. Now, Steve Cooper would put his head on the end of a nuclear bomb if you asked him to. <laughs> uh, uh, and... Uh, uh, he couldn't. He something held him back because his nose was, which was broken and couldn't do any more damage yeah. as broken noses can't. Um, he just, he just could not do what he used to do on a frighteningly regular basis yeah. for Torquay, and it took him a fortnight, three weeks to get over it, and then he was fine again. Uh, so these things aren't a given. But the reports are that Ruri is, Ruri is uh, uh, it's no problem. not holding back. No, exactly. And, Very and, glad and to see it. Absolutely. Now, last week we started talking about people's favourite Talk United goals. We were oh, prompted by, um, by Julian, one of our regulars. Had a few emails this week. We'll get on to those in a minute. But one of the questions that Malcolm Richards asked in his email, he said, it's all gone quiet on the stadium front. What right, do we yeah. know about the uh, the stadium situation? So uh, I I promised I would bring it up during the podcast. Uh, well, it's a good question, and uh, it is quiet on the stadium front. I think uh, um, uh, if I read between the lines correctly, um, uh, Clark Osborne and George Edwards and Riviera Stadium Limited are are uh, waiting for or watching whilst the new council gets yeah. itself bedded in. Um, before returning to that subject, uh, the answer is not much progress as far as, as far as I know. Um, there may be some stuff going on behind the scenes, yeah. but I haven't been aware of it. Um, I think everybody is so bound up with what's happening at Playmore at the moment, yeah. and you know, trying to return United um, to first of all near the top of the National League and then hopefully back into the Football League. Uh, I think that's taking up everybody's, most yeah. most of everybody's efforts so far. Uh, and of course, you know, United could be talking uh, um, until they're blue in the face. The fact is Torbay Council hold the, uh, the key to all yeah. of this. Uh, they own playing more. They yeah. own whatever ground or yeah. are likely to own whatever ground United 
uh, fancy for a new stadium uh, and um, we've just got a new council through the door. That's going to be interesting, isn't it? Yeah. See how the new council shapes up. I, I've not seen Talkie United on any agendas anywhere. No. Um, but we'll keep tabs on it. Uh, thanks for your question. Right, on to the goals then. On to the goals. Malcolm's email said, in response to your appeal, my most memorable goal, he said, this wasn't one at Plainmore, but would allow him an away goal, was scored by Mickey Cave at Villa Park. Aston Villa. A 20-yard screamer, especially memorable, because who'd ever have imagined we'd go to the mighty Villa beat them on their own pitch. 1-0. Uh, Mickey Cave's goal about 1969-70, something like that. that uh, 37,000 at Villa Park I really? think, that afternoon. To yeah. see Torquay United? Le in what's now League One. Was Dick Edwards playing for us or Villa uh, then? Playing for us, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, one of United's famous victories. They also beat Aston Villa 3-1 in the Cup, either that season or the following season. Uh, Talking a bit of a bogey team for Aston Villa. Villa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice to get him in the cup again. That's right. Yeah, where Dick Edwards did score in the in the cup win. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 that one rings a bell with me. I wasn't there. I was not there. Unfortunately, I was in Manchester training, but uh, yeah. uh, I can remember leaping off my sofa <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon when I wasn't working, and uh, when that result came through. Brilliant. Uh, one that came through on Twitter from Stephen Webb, who was listening to the podcast up in the middle of Dartmoor last week. We like to we like to think that we're the companion for a, <laughs> an invigorating walk up on the moors. He remembered his favourite um, Talkie United goal was a Lee Thorpe overhead kick oh. against Stockport yeah. in a Tuesday night relegation scrap. It was. I think United won four nil. Yeah. Uh, and Lee Thorpe, I think, scored a hat trick in that match. Um, uh, it, during the great escape under yeah. Ian Atkins fantastic <laughs> goal <laughs> yeah he's a good coach I'm glad that we've started people thinking about these again um, Gavin Rackley as well comes up with a couple here um, loves the podcast thanks for that says the best goal for me by a talkie player at Playmore was Ray Bishop's volley oh <laughs> FA Cup <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday. You've set Dave off yeah. on one already. Uh, against Sheffield Wednesday, uh, the 29th of January 1983, a crowd of over 7,000 filled Playmore to the rafters. And even though we succumbed to a 3 2 defeat, Bishop's volley from all of 30 yards. He doesn't think he's exaggerating. No, he is not exaggerating. <laughs> Flying past Bob Boulder into the back of the net at the mini stand then made me realise this was the place to be on a Saturday afternoon. And I'm still going to this day. And Ray Bishop was a substitute that afternoon. He was sent on by Bruce Riop. Uh, I think United were trailing 2-1, may have been 2-0. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, playing towards the Ellicom end. And Ray Bishop came on. And I, I, to this day, I still think it was 35 yards. Oh, right. Uh, it, yeah. it, it was yeah. an absolute... Yeah. It was it was certainly the greatest goal that Ray Bishop ever scored, and he'd played for Newport and various yeah. other clubs as well, um, and and that levelled the game at two all. It was an absolutely stonkingly good cup tie. Yeah, uh, United had Steve Cooper and Jackie Gallagher up front, and they gave Sheffield Wednesday a real uh, a test that afternoon. Sheffield yeah. Wednesday won with a goal through Gary Megson, who beat our offside trap. Yeah, about five minutes from time. Uh, uh, Rioch went absolutely berserk afterwards because I think he'd given he'd, he'd said right we're abandoning offside trap we'll take a two-all draw and go back to Hillsborough and make a bit yeah. of money make, make a bit of desperately needed money and I think he'd told everybody on the pitch right no offsides everybody pick up their man and stick with them whatever and United let Megson so go to step up yeah and uh, Megson went and, and got the winner but it was a hell of a match yeah. nearly 8,000 I think yeah. 
United I... had beaten Oxford United in the previous round when um, um, uh, Maxwell was the owner of uh, Ox- yeah. Oxford United. Um, drew at Oxford in a rainstorm. Uh, no, no, drew, drew at Oxford and then beat beat them in a, a terrific replay at, at yeah. Plainmore uh, on a Tuesday night, you know, on a very wet night at Plainmore before drawing Sheffield Wednesday. Brilliant. I was not there. That was around the time when I was kicking a ball around in the long grass at yeah, Harbert no, Ford. I think that like would that. be a candidate for anybody's yeah. most spectac- one of most spectacular goals certainly ever seen at Plainmore. And he says the best away goal that he's seen uh, was also in the FA Cup. Dave Caldwell's flying header at Bristol City, Bristol City, December 1987, cemented him as a god in yellow and blue, an absolute legend in my eyes. He said, "I wouldn't argue with that for a no, moment." One nil win uh, at, at at Ashton Gate, the most delicious cross you've ever seen in your life from Mark Loram. It was yeah. he, 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 Mark Loram used to used to regularly enjoy sitting higher division fullbacks on their asses before before <laughs> uh, before cross, crossing it. Yeah. And he, he crossed the ball as only Loram can or could do, um, almost in the sure and certain knowledge that Caldwell would be on the end of yeah. it. And uh, it arrived at the far post. And uh, yes, I've got a, a mental picture of Caldwell diving <laughs> to head it in at the far post. Pretty good. Pretty good. Crossing the headers, always yeah. good, always a good, good-looking goal, isn't it? And of course, Julian, who started all this off, um, tough one to call. He says for the oh, best ever goal. Uh, emotionally, for me, it would be Cliff Myers' tidy volley from about eight yards in April 1975. Yeah, my first ever visit to Plainmore with my favourite talky kit in a two-one win against Hartlepool. Wow. I was um, there. I was probably there, but yeah. I don't remember. No, Chris remember Mark, that... uh, Cliff, Mark, Cliff Myers, big pardon, Chris's son. Uh, Cliff Myers very seldom scored a goal from that close in. <laughs> uh, he, he scored several for yeah. United, but they were nearly all real classy uh, clips from the edge of the box because he could, he could pick them out like a good one. Yeah. Um, he could. So, um, and of course, this is the late Cliff Myers who sadly passed yes, on indeed. Yeah. A, a little while ago. Um, what a good-looking player he was, and when I say good-looking, I mean good-looking on a football pitch. Footballer, um, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, he he seldom did an ugly thing on a football pitch, did Cliff Myers. And one more from somebody who will be back to uh, to haunt us this season. Luke Young's goal, he says, against Barrow on a cold February afternoon in 2018 was was a superb team goal at a very difficult time for the team. Great hold-up play by Elliot Romain to set oh, the move well on done. its yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Luke Young in that season and in the f- the first season after relegation scored a whole series of stompingly good goals. Didn't yes, he? he did. I remember Rex- yeah. Wrexham screamer. Um, he 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 had to have been the best midfield, best attacking midfield player in the conference at the time. But um, no, we'll look forward to uh, to Luke's 20- return. October the twenty ninth, Tuesday night. We're at home to Wrexham Tuesday on Tuesday, night, October the 29th. Wow, they've got a trip down. If they're down on a Tuesday, I have a horrible feeling we may be <laughs> yeah. up there on a Tuesday. Yeah, let's have a look um, through. Bear with me a second. No, it's a Saturday, oh, February the 15th. Yeah, no, I quite enjoy days out at Wrexham. It's, it's, not, it's not an epic, epic. It's a fair old trip, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, the locals are pretty friendly up there. And uh, we've said this before, but he'll get a great reception when he, lo- oh, when he comes back to play more. Absolutely, of course he will. Um, uh, Providing he doesn't score another screamer like well, that. Well, there you go. And and um, no, uh, few more popular and hard-working and better players have given their all without actually winning anything mm-hmm. at playing more in the last few years. Um, well, just to finish off with one more mention of uh, an ex-player, some good news for Darren Moore today. He's been confirmed at the Doncaster. Yes, well, and how, how, how ironic that is, that, that, that um, Darren Moore, obviously, who I'm sure all supporters know 
was disgracefully sacked at West Brom. Yeah. Brackets never held anything against them, but I was rather glad they didn't go up last season as a result of that. Yeah. Um, uh, um, United sold him and Guy, who else? To oh. Doncaster Rovers in 1991 for a combined fee of 93,500, something like that. So no, that was the club that Darren Moore yeah. joined yeah. after he left United. I don't know. Who was it? Go Dwayne on. Darby. Of course, yes. Darren yeah, Moore and Dwayne Darby, Darby were yeah. sold uh, in the summer of... Hmm, actually, it might have been a bit later than that. It might have been 92, 93, yeah. so, so, three, four time. Um, uh, Doncaster Rovers paid 90-odd 5,000 for the pair of them. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Darren Moore went on to his fantastic playing career with Bradford City and Portsmouth and yeah. uh, West Brom and everybody else. Um, uh, and he's now become Doncaster's manager. Uh, great, what, what a, yeah, yeah, I'm so pleased to see him. Well, we all are to see him back in work. And uh, fingers crossed that he makes a success of that because he didn't deserve to get sacked at no, Albion, did he? And with respect to Doncaster fans, they're one of those clubs. You, there are clubs up and down the league that you never quite have much of an affinity with you know you must have some as well there are clubs Absolutely. that appear in the results and you think oh, I don't, oh, I don't, look I don't, at them or I don't really know where they are in the league or oh, how I they're doing mean, yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like that and, and but now I am going to look out for Doncaster's results because I want Darren to do well quite so uh, yeah uh, good for him so say all of us absolutely so I think that brings us to the end of this week's agenda I mean obviously two Entertaining games ahead, I think. Buckingham yeah. will be, Argyle should be on Tuesday Argyle night. Argyle next as well. Tuesday night. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a, a real good turnout yeah. for that. It's one Is of it? the games which Gary Johnson has sort of hinted where he, he wants to see it starting to be cranked yeah. up a little bit. Obviously, there's the trip to Tiverton after that yeah. on the Saturday before Swansea under 23s, and then Exeter finishes it off yeah. on the Saturday before the league season. But, um, Is this the third season in a row we've played Argyle? We've played Argyle, yeah. Rory well, Fallon turned out the yeah. first one. Oh, he he? Well done, yeah. <laughs> um, it some, must be something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I see Argyle managed to lose at Truro City the yeah, other night. That, which, yeah. uh, when I say lose, that lose is in quotes, mm, let's face it. Yeah. But um, uh, uh, obviously with their new manager, Ryan Lowe, and some yeah. new signings down there. No, it should be a, a, a real good night. Hopefully the weather will hold till then. It's certainly yeah. no, showing no signs of, of breaking as we speak. So but, um, big crowd at Buckland on Saturday, bigger crowd at Plainmore on Tuesday, hopefully. Yep. And, uh, and we'll, for the first time in a long time, we can finish the podcast by saying, we'll see you there. <laughs> Come up and say hello. Because we'll, um, we will be at Plainmore on Tuesday night. And you'll be at Buckland on Saturday. I can't get to Buckland on Saturday because I'm running around in the Blackdown Hills somewhere. Oh, well done. Good luck for that. Um, yeah. In, in the mud and up and down the hills so uh, mud well, there's no mud it's always around, muddy up there isn't is it, it? Oh, well. never dries out in the good luck anyway hills. how far is that uh, it's a long one it's an 18 mile oh, on uh, get Saturday, stuck in so get stuck in all good fun thanks for your time we'll be back next week and as ever come, come on, on you yellows you've been listening to the herald express devon live talker united yellow army podcast recorded weekly by david thomas and guy henderson you can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talkie United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.